Welcome to the Steam Room Podcast. My name is Matt Hamill, and every once in a while, you have to step into that steam room. You know, you have a good schwitz. It kind of just gives you what you need, and that's what we're going to try to do today on the show. And uh, lots of great stuff lined up for us to talk about. Uh, Maybe the greatest video of all time, a ice cream theft, a very cunning theft of an ice cream cone caught on live TV. And we'll watch that and we'll kind of break that down because it truly might be one of the greatest things ever caught on live TV. Also, an NBA player overdoses on edibles, had too many of the gummies, has to sit out the game. And we'll break down that, uh, just a terrifying tale. Can you imagine you get paid that much money per basketball game? Thousands and thousands of dollars. If you break it down like per second, like hundreds of dollars per second this player is getting, can't play too much edibles, so we'll, we'll get into that story. Also, in rapper news, Atlanta artist T.I., one of my favorite rappers of all time, uh, in the news in a very negative light. Uh, turns out he takes his daughter to the gynecologist every year to make sure that her hymen is still intact. And uh, a lot of people are upset. I can't understand. Yeah, definitely a good reason to be upset with T.I. And we'll break it down and maybe get into the discussion of can you separate the artist from the person? Uh, You know, you can enjoy someone's art, but if they're not a good person, do you have to forfeit your ability to enjoy what they produce? You know, or or do you have to separate the creator from the person? Uh, So we'll see. Uh, Let me get into that discussion. We'll answer that question once and for all here on the Steam Room Podcast, brought to you by Lynx Magazine. Let's get into it. Starting off today's show, we will get into the ice cream theft. Now, this might be the best video we have uh, ever seen, and uh, let's not withhold it from you any longer. So this was captured on Sportsnet uh, on Remembrance Day. They're doing a, this is Fox Sports, actually. They're doing a tribute to the soldiers, you know. In Canada, it's Remembrance Day, November 11th. In America, it's Veterans Day. So you honor your fallen soldiers. Here is a little segment on live TV now keep your eye it is Veterans Day on the left side of the screen. The the this gentleman in the red hat steals the ice cream cone, takes a big bite, goes to put the ice cream cone back. He's caught. He walks away. Just the timing of this whole thing is, is just spectacular. Let's watch it one more time. So Jet Guy takes the cone. It looks like he has every intention to put it back. But once the guy gets suspicious, <laughs> he just walks away. Now that is brilliant. So this is a, a Hurricanes fan. It's kind of a, you know, a cane on cane crime. Two fans in Carolina Hurricanes gear. And it's really the theft of the century. You know, you thought the Italian job was like a riveting tale of, you know, high-stakes theft. This is really uh, the most exciting thing I've seen all year. And it's kind of a weird move, like, to take someone's ice cream cone and then put it back. Like, do you know the guy? Even people that are familiar with each other. Like, I'll share an ice cream cone with my girlfriend or with my mom. But, you know, with one of my bros... One of the homies, I don't know if I can, you know, trade licks (laughs) on a comb with one of the with one of the boys. Uh, So are these two guys know each other or was this like if they don't know each other and this truly was just a stranger taking someone's cone? I love that guy because, you know, you might get into a fight over some stuff like that. Imagine beating somebody up over an ice cream cone. Hey, bro, 
You took my vanilla cone, man. That's not cool, man. I paid two ninety nine for that. No, fuck it. We had a ho- we're at a hockey arena. I paid eight dollars for that <laughs> for that small ice cream cone, man. What the hell are you doing? What's your problem? Uh, so nothing but love for that guy. That was brilliant. And you can imagine just like the timing of that video, just fantastic. So now ice cream cones are good. A lot of people, uh, you know, McDonald's fast food restaurant with a good ice cream cone. Popeye's chicken. I don't know if they have ice cream cones, but they do have, how about that segue? They do have a chicken sandwich that has been really dominating the news. People are going nuts over this Popeye's chicken sandwich. Maybe you can explain to me why. I really don't quite understand. Well, we have a video here from a Popeye's drive-thru. Now, all hell has broken loose at this Popeye's drive-thru, and it must be over this chicken sandwich. So let's get into this video and break down the insanity around this chicken sandwich so you have this lady just destroying her car you have two cars trying to butt in line to get their order in at the drive at the the drive-thru and she's just crunching her car up against those metal yellow poles like thousands of dollars of damage on her car and look how many people are involved like there are so many people out of their cars here And it's like, how good must this sandwich be to be inflicting this much damage to your car? Maybe it's that good. Like, maybe it's that dope. And now you have the guy banging on the glass. Like, it's just way, way too serious. Is there a fast food item you like so much that you would behave in this way? I'm trying to think, you know. The aforementioned McDonald's ice cream cone, that's pretty good. The McFlurry, you know, if they brought back the Smarty McFlurry, let's say for one day only, they brought back the Smarty-flavored McFlurry, you know, Smarty, the crushed-up little chocolate, um, I might act like, I might act a fool, you know, just to get my hands on a Smarty McFlurry one more time, because they discontinued that, and that was kind of the, the end of my childhood, you know? The death of my innocence was when they got rid of the the smarty mcflurry when i realized just how the corporate world works man capitalist society we're not selling enough smarty mcflurries man we got to discontinue them what about all the happiness that the smarty mcflurry brings to doesn't matter we're not making enough bucks man and that is when i realized just how cruel capitalist society is but uh people losing their minds over popeye's chicken sandwiches i wonder what are they putting something in the sandwich is there some kind of like you know, stimulant that people are craving. Like, this is hardcore addiction. People are obsessed with this sandwich. Maybe it's like when Coca-Cola used to put actual cocaine in the Coca-Cola. Remember, like, there's that, like, myth from back in the day. Now, I actually looked it up, and there was some uh, significant amounts of cocaine in the original Coca-Cola formula. Now, this goes back to, like, the year 1890. And you know, back then, they used to advertise everything like it was a medicine. You know what I mean? They are like, oh, yeah, but Coca-Cola... Doctor prescribed Coca-Cola. It'll cure what ails you. I just don't quite understand. <laughs> but yeah, they did have cocaine back in it, and then they got rid of it, uh, I guess. I guess coca, you know, the coca leaf had all these medicinal benefits. Probably still does. And I just figured maybe by adding that to their thing, you know, to their, their drink, it was going to maybe kind of like the way people, it was like a buzzword, like, oh, coca. The healing power of coca. Coca-Cola. Um, and then they eventually had to get rid of the cocaine. 
So, uh... <laughs> But really, the biggest worry with Coca-Cola now is all that sugar. You know how with cigarettes, they put the warning labels on it? Like, hey, this product, nicotine, tobacco, will kill you. It'll give you, you know, lung disease. And then they have pictures of, like, a nasty lung or the person, like, on their deathbed on the respirator. Like, some very graphic images of the effects of tobacco on the cigarette packs. Now, my question is... Will they ever have the same warning labels on sugar products? Like, will you have a bottle of Mountain Dew with a, you know, a graphic picture of, you know, just what obesity or diabetes, you know, just the effects of that? Or maybe you could have like a, you know, a picture on the Mountain Dew of like, uh, you know, the fat kid at the school dance with nobody, <laughs> with nobody to dance with. That it might be the effect of, uh, you know, obesity and, uh, <laughs> overconsumption but do you have that maybe we're gonna have that in the future maybe we're gonna have you know graphic pictures of the effects of sugar it seems like a logical thing to do if we do it for tobacco and these days you know cigarette use is going down it seems like but you know the obesity rates and shit's just going up so maybe we should uh think about that i don't know maybe Anyway, we've shown a couple of catastrophes. Uh, you know, the Popeye's drive-through was quite the uh, quite the snafu. How about another catastrophe? This time is at a gym. Now you know people at the gym, especially like really fit people, they start to post videos on Instagram of them using the gym equipment in like unique ways. Like they got they got tired of just the regular old way to use the gym equipment. So here's a video of a girl trying to be inventive using the hamstring, the, the, the quad curls for her arms and she flips the machine over and everybody rushes over. Oh my God, are you, are you okay? And I love this dude on the peck fly machine, just not even breaking. Hey, maybe you wanna check if the girl's okay? Nah, bro, I, I'm still repping up my pecs, man. I cannot stop for nothing, dude. <laughs> Does not, not a good look for that guy. You'd think he'd maybe jump into action. And for her, you know, there's that old saying, ain't nothing hurt but her pride, you know? And I think she might be okay, but goddamn, that is so embarrassing. You gotta change gyms after some shit like that. If you flip the quad curl machine, like, that's a heavy, like, that's a lot of weight. <laughs> if you flip that machine, you gotta, you gotta go to a different, you just gotta, I'm pretty sure you have to uh, transfer gyms. Wow. But we've all done that at the gym. We all have those embarrassing moments at the gym. You know, I've dropped my, my cell phone on the treadmill and it like, like out of a cartoon, it goes Pew! and like halfway across the gym, like <laughs> people looking at you. You should probably take better care of your phone, bro. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Um, one time I was on the decline bench doing like dumbbell press and the decline bench is kind of like, you know, you'll slide right off if you don't have your feet kind of anchored in, right? Because you're like sort of falling backwards in this uh, bench. I forgot to put in the feet anchor, so I get on there with my weights, and I just slide right off. And the worst part is everybody's like, yeah, it's embarrassing, but the worst part is everybody coming over like, are you okay? Are you okay? Look, I don't care if I don't care if I look like I'm on death's door. Just leave me alone. Don't come over and you know, ask me if I'm okay. Don't you hate that? That's the worst part is people concerned for you. <laughs> I'd rather live in some cold world where nobody comes to your side, at least as far as it goes for me. Like, just leave me alone. But uh, what a catastrophe. 
Now, you know, in the sport of MMA, you have a lot of people that uh, fight. You know, you always see videos of unorthodox people fighting and doing weird stuff. Uh, John Jones, you know, the, one of the best UFC fighters in the world. Um, he, one of the best MMA fighters, he'll oftentimes like, get down on all fours. And when he's fighting, he'll do kind of weird you know, unusual stuff. So here we have an example. I found this video of a guy trying to be different, trying to be interesting, and it doesn't quite work out for him. So there he is. He drops down to one knee. He just gets kicked in the head. So here we are in the third round. And it's almost like he was just done fighting. And he just gave himself up for that head kick. Let's watch it one more time. I don't quite understand. Drops down to one knee, and Buddy's like, all right, man. If that, Boom. Done. Like, dude, there are easier ways to quit the fight. You don't have to, like, just quit. <laughs> Imagine having that much pride where you're like, I refuse to quit. I will just let him kick me in the head, and surely the fight will be over. Like, goddamn. What the hell's that about? Maybe he's just tired, you know? But, uh, you know, you can just throw the towel in, Buddy. You don't have to. So I want to launch an investigation into this because I'm uh, I'm very confused as to why why it had to go down like that. So that was some pretty serious head trauma. You know, as much as the UFC looks like an MMA looks like a sport that would be bad for head trauma, it's really like you know there's sports way you know boxing way more head trauma because everything is kind of targeted to the face and you know even when you get knocked down. In, in the UFC and MMA, you get knocked down. Usually the fight's over. In boxing, they let you back up. They give you 10 seconds, let you back up. You get knocked down again, punched to the head, let you back, you know? And then over your over time, that's just so many blows to the head. And football, you know, as much as I love football, it's another one of those sports with a, with a lot of brain trauma. And uh, a lot of controversy in the NFL over the brain trauma stuff. And that's kind of cooled down a little bit. I don't really hear as much controversy out of the NFL this year. Not as many protests. Not as much concussion talk. Just a good year for the NFL. Hopefully nothing puts that in jeopardy. Uh, Antonio Brown, eh, that was a rough start. You know, you got this star player with a personality disorder getting hit with sexual assault charges. That was a bad look. Very high profile story. But uh, football's going good, but, you know, all in all, you got to wonder, as with all this concussion talk, is football participation going to go down? It's almost like, as a parent, isn't the implication that you're almost being, like, irresponsible by letting your kid play? I kind of feel like to let your kid play football, there's almost a implication that you're being sort of irresponsible. I don't agree with that, but I do know, I do realize that football is super dangerous, but it's also maybe the best team sport that we have. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine who plays professional football for the Toronto Argonauts and Declan Cross, and he said, like, you know, I think, he, in his opinion, part of what makes football so great is the dire physical consequences. The nature of the bond that you form with your teammates is so intense because the implications for injury are so real that you really have to watch you know, do your role, take care of your teammate, you know, look out for him, watch his back because he could get hurt if you don't and vice versa. So that really creates this intense bond, you know. So right now we're actually seeing youth participation rates in football going down. And what does that mean for the future of the sport? Let's look at this article and it kind of shows 
And, you know, you know, you would think that in America, that would be the one place where, you know, football is kind of like religion. But check it out. It's kind of, uh, you know, it's in a weird position right now. So they profile this one one town over 11 years this one town Maiden their varsity team has slowly gone down. So here is the graph nationally since 2010 to 2018 10% decline in participation. But they show falling all over the country. Now look at this graph like decline in pretty much every state. So you're looking at the decline in Washington State, down 11%. Idaho, down almost 20%. Montana, 25% decline in participation. Illinois, 22%. New York State, 28% decline. Now you have to wonder, is this the rise of other sports? Is this because basketball is having a, you know, is on fire right now and kids are choosing to play basketball? Or is this because, you know, maybe a changing racial demographic in the United States where more kids are playing soccer? Um, Or is this because of concussions? Is this because parents are afraid to let their kids play? But look at this graph. It's wild. Arizona down 20%. Alabama up 2%. Mississippi steady. So there are just certain states where football is just like... It's a religion. It's just never going to change. Alabama, Mississippi. Texas down 10%. That's surprising. But uh, I guess people are trying to, you know, save the game at this this point. Football's still the most popular high school sport among boys. There's the graph. The next is track, then basketball, and baseball, then soccer. But pretty wild, you know, you got to really love, uh, you know, personally, you got to love the sport of football, but just fascinating article to see just how much uh, participation is going down, you know. Wild. Okay, before we go to break, let's take a look at this video of, uh, while we're on the topic of head trauma, um, here's one of these motivational speakers, and he's at this event, and he puts this woman up on a ladder and does like the whole... Would you, do you trust me? Ma'am, do you trust me? And I want you to watch this video, and as much as this might seem fake, I mean, that, uh, I don't know. Let's take a look. You're going to trust that I catch you. I'm going to trust that you fall. Laura, do you trust me? Okay, let's do this. Are you ready? Here we go. When I say let's do it. Okay, Laura, let's do it! So she falls off the ladder and hits her head so hard. You put you put the power of trust in yourself because you want to trust only you. She's okay. She's all right. You guys, do me a favor. So, I mean, that video is just so outrageous. This motivational speaker just lets this woman hit her head. And the interaction with, like, the concerned guy, it all seems fake. Come on, man, I've done this before. But, like, I don't know how you fake that fall. Like, she just whacked her head, man. Um, <laughs> pretty wild. Now, uh, like, I have so many questions. Is this his first time doing this? Does he routinely get away with, with doing this? Um, it's bizarre. 
This is why I never volunteer for anything. I mean, you know. You can never trust a guy with that haircut and that outfit. Just, you know. That's a given. We'll go to a quick break right now. Coming up, we have, um, of course, the story of the NBA player who was uh, high on edibles and ended up uh, overdosing and not being able to play for his game. And, uh, boy, that's uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> and we have a soccer team who protests, and uh, they are uh, they just elect not to play. They go out on the field. Um, they dress up for the game, and the first couple of minutes, they just stand there. And it seems like the other team was kind of supporting their protest until they decided, you know what, fuck it, we're going to score some goals. So <laughs> we'll look into that story. Plus, I've got T.I. and a bit of hot water and a couple more uh, stories in the hip-hop culture rapper news. So that's coming up here on the Steam Room, brought to you by Lynx Magazine. My name is Matt Hamill, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back on the steam room, and let's just get right into the story about the NBA player who uh, overdosed on edibles by accident. So uh, weed is getting legal in a lot of areas. Canada legalized cannabis, and a lot of states, one by one, are, are doing the same thing. It looks like one NBA player had to learn the hard way that uh, these edibles, they do not fuck around, okay? These gummies, all this stuff, it is, uh, it is the real deal. And you gotta be careful. But uh, let's take a look here at uh, <laughs> at what happened. Dion Waiters missed the game in L.A. because he ate too many edibles. Uh, medical emergency on the airplane. You know, man, those edibles, man, they'll introduce you to an emergency. So we had those gummies, and he's listed out tonight. You know, you can't play. Like, you cannot play. Um so evidently, yeah, he just had way too many. And that's got to be tough, man. When you let that get in the way of your professional life, like you have too many edibles and, uh, you know, I have a similar story. You know, one time I had to do a, uh, a softball broadcast and the night before, um, I go out to see a comedy show in Toronto and uh, Chris D'Elia is performing as part of Just for Laughs so me and a few friends go down to go see Chris D'Elia so before the stand-up show we go see the Q&A at the uh, you know TIFF Lightbox uh, Theater in Toronto we hear the one-on-one -on -one interview with Chris D'Elia it's great then we have to walk across town to go see the show so on the way we pick up some cannabis edibles why not should be fun we proceed to eat far too many and then as we're getting into the show we find our seats at this big theater oh boy it is uh, becoming very clear we've had far too many cannabis edibles and uh full-on panic attack you know so messed up on edible you can't even follow along with the show you know what i mean like i thought i was gonna have a medical emergency i look beside to my my buddy he's going through the same thing you know what i mean like we are both in the thralls of a cannabis induced panic attack and uh, i just thought i had this like thing where like they're gonna have to send the paramedics in here to bring me like this is gonna be the i'm gonna ruin this comedy show for everybody <laughs> You know, you just think about the anxiety. <clears throat> so uh, eventually I was able to keep my cool, but uh, yeah, I was I was destroyed. And then the next day, you know, I wake up and I'm still like feeling not high, but just groggy and my body is just messed up. And I got to go talk on air. I have to go do a softball broadcast. 
and I can't even like form a thought, let alone express myself in like a spoken sentence. So uh, I can understand this uh, NBA player, Dion Waiters. I can sympathize with what he went through because um, <laughs> I know what it's like to have to work when the edibles kind of get in the way there. So uh, yeah, I, I don't have a single recollection of that show, Crystalia Stand Up. Don't remember. Um, elsewhere, we have the story of a soccer team. Now, this soccer team is, uh, they're not getting paid by their owner. So they, um, they, you know, organize a protest. And they talk to the team that they're playing against. They say, hey, look, guys, our owner's not paying us. This Mexican team is like, look, can you guys please just, you know, respect the fact that we're just going to not play. We're just going to stand there for the first few minutes of the game. And the other team is like, yeah, okay, fine. The Tigers, UANL, is like, yeah, fine. We, we, we respect that. And here you have the video. Uh, so everything gets started here with the game. And they just stand there. Not moving. This is their protest. And the other team is like not, you know, they're like respecting the protest. But a couple minutes later, they're like, you know what? Let's play soccer. You know, great. You guys are having a protest. We get paid to score goals, so that's what we're going to do right now. And they just put one in the net. <laughs> and then the other team's like, uh, we're still protesting. But they're just like, all right, well, we're still playing soccer. Can you imagine how cheesy would be? Like, hey, man, we're trying to make a political statement. And then they just start scoring goals on them. Yeah, second goal coming up here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, maybe it didn't quite go as planned, this whole protesting. But uh, goddamn. What do you expect the other team to do? You know, you're going to have your protest. Look, I want to score some goals, dog. And, uh, you know, in rapper news, we all heard about T.I. getting in trouble because he evidently kind of polices his daughter's virginity. Now, she's 18 years old, and every year since she's been a teenager, he's been accompanying her to the gynecologist to check her hymen and see if it's still intact. And uh, here's the audio on the podcast that he was on. So have you had the sex talk with your daughters? Have I? We go... <laughs> Which, by the way, your daughters are so beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. So, um, so I'm sure I mean, you have her hands full. And like yeah, that one's absolutely. 18, so she definitely knows oh, about sex. See, but this I'm is just the thing. Deja, right? She's 18, yes, right? Deja's yes, Deja's 18. Just graduated high school now, and she's uh, attending her first year of, of college, Ooh. figuring it out for herself. Uh, and yes, not only have we had the conversation. Oh. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh. You, hey, <laughs> I'm done with you right So now. it's not a good look. Like T.I. talking about yeah. how he takes his daughter to the gynecologist. And the girls on the podcast are just laughing along. I guess you're so shocked that you don't even know what to say. And uh, it kind of like goes to show you got to be careful when you have a show. And like you have a guest on that says some wild shit. Um, you can't be laughing along. That's what Billy Bush did. Remember the whole Trump grabber by the pussy thing? You know, Billy Bush was this news reporter and journalist that was, uh, you know, interviewing Trump. And he was just laughing along. Trump was saying this wild shit. Billy Bush is just laughing along. 
And now Billy Bush is fired. They're like, you can't just stand, you can't just stand there idly by while, while he says some wild shit like this. And these girls, like, they don't look good. T.I. saying this wild shit, and they're just laughing along, and like, they're they're almost as guilty in a lot of people's minds. They're as guilty, you know. And uh, you know, I've had a similar situation where I've been broadcasting, you know, doing the sports broadcasting, and I had a, a color commentator that I was working with start making fun of some players on the field you know there was one soccer player that was bald and he made this bald joke he's like you know what what number 10 lacks in head on his hair what, what he lacks in hair uh, he definitely makes up for in scoring ability and i'm just like oh boy like you know you got to be like careful just being on a broadcast with this person you know you might get in trouble too and that's what uh, these girls with T.I. just laughing along to his crazy story of bringing his daughter to the gynecologist. Um, <laughs> moral of the story, you got to be careful, okay? Now, uh, T.I., I really love T.I. as a rapper. I love his music. Does this kind of tarnish his reputation? Is T.I. canceled is another question. And can people still enjoy his music? Do you have to be ashamed now to be like, hey, I love T.I., man. He's got some great, I love his music. You know, and uh, do you have to be careful about that now? Does that kind of, to say you love T.I.'s music, is that endorsing the man? Or is that just endorsing the art? You know what I mean? It's a tough question. But uh, T.I.'s got some big songs, kind of introduced me to hip-hop. You know, back when I was like grade five, you know, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old. Top back, there were some big T.I. songs all throughout high school. And then, you know, later on, he started doing like Fast and Furious soundtracks. And I don't really get down with all that pop music but um yeah wild story with the ti now we'll end the show with one more bit of rapper news here is a here is a uh, a video of travis scott performing and uh, there's a cameraman on stage and he kicks the cameraman off and does it in quite a uh, quite an assertive way Let, let's let's take a look get your nerdy ass off stage he says so he stops the music. Look at the fight. This cameraman is really putting up a fight. This is what camera guys do. They hold their ground. Like, you can't be a camera guy without really, like, asserting your position. I could never do that. Travis Scott stops the music during his performance in front of thousands of fans. Tells you to get off. And uh, you're just like, no, man. No. Like, that's the mentality of a camera guy. Hey, get off the stage, man. The artist wants you off the stage. The artist that's performing, that all these people are here to see, wants you off the stage. Camera guy goes, no. Like, I respect that. I wish I had, <clears throat> I wish I had one ounce of that kind of mentality. <laughs> I do not have that. Oh, you want me to go on? Okay, I'll just quit. <clears throat> yeah, Travis Scott. You know, definitely a good display in front of all of his fans, like commanding the stage, you know? I like that idea of, like, really, you know, you got to own that space. And he kicked that guy the fuck off but you know calling him get your nerdy ass off stage like that's a little that's a little much you know but uh who do you side with here do you side with the cameraman or do you fuck you know do you think that travis scott as the performer has the right uh to be comfortable and to like dismiss anybody who's getting in his way that he feels but again you're a professional videography is uh, you know having cameramen on stage i guess is a part of the job but you know I don't know if cameramen are usually on stage. They usually are, you know, just in the front, you know, shooting up. But to be behind you, that'd be kind of weird, you know? What's this guy doing back there? 
Uh, so I respect Travis Scott's command of the stage, but I also really admire that cameraman for being like, no man, come on, don't kick me off. Bro, <laughs> he just stopped the music, get off stage. Wild. But uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Whose side are you on? Is Travis Scott, is he being too mean? And again, this is an old video. This has like resurfaced, but uh, I just thought that was interesting. So we'll, uh, well, I think we'll call it a show. We'll have to take a step out of the steam room. We've been about a half an hour and you know, you only need so much time in the steam room. You sweat out all the impurities and then you get back to your day. And that's what we're going to do right now. Let's get back to our day. My name is Matt Hamill. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hamill Radio. And uh, this is the Steam Room Podcast brought to you by Lynx Magazine. We will see you next time. And don't forget to bring your towel.